Hello and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today we have joining us Sarah Rue. Sarah is the Emergency Manager for James City County and Barb Watson. Barb is the Assistant Director of the Department of Social Services. Welcome. Thank Hi, you. Renee. Yay. So excited to be back. Great. Now, Sarah, you are a frequent participant on this fun little podcast. Barb, have you been on before? This is probably my third. Your third. My gosh, we've been doing this for so long. <laughs> you are right. Well, this is your first time coming on to talk about what we're talking about today, though, right? Second. <laughs> okay. Well, I told y'all we're just going to keep rolling once we start. So this is staying in. So, okay. So, Barb, so glad to have you back as well. Thank you. <laughs> today, we are talking about emergencies and shelters and all of the great things that come with that. So Sarah, I am going to let you go ahead and take it away. Okay. Sounds good, Renee. Um, so as most people probably might have possibly heard by now, you know, we're getting close to the beginning of hurricane season again. So hurricane season for us runs, um, June one through the end of November. Um, I did find out while while researching a little bit today, I like to, you know, try and bring in something new occasionally. Um, mm -hmm. There are actually three um, hurricane seasons. There's the Eastern Pacific, which is um, May 15th through November 30th. Ours, which is Atlantic hurricane season, June 1st through November 30th. And then there's a Central Pacific hurricane season as well, which is actually the same as ours. So it's June 1 through November 30th. Um, what prompted some of that research this morning was I didn't I don't know if anybody else has heard, but um, there is a super typhoon that is headed towards Guam currently. So uh, it's this massive Cat Five typhoon, and for those that are like, what is a typhoon? It is the same thing as a hurricane, um, but it's on our other side of the coast. So um, they call it something different over in the Pacific. They call it a typhoon. Same weather phenomenon, uh, water, wind, you know, um, looks the same, just a different name. So um, feeling for those people in Guam as they prepare uh, for this massive um, typhoon that is headed towards them. Um, beginning of hurricane season every year, uh, make sure that you look around your property. Stuff changes. Uh, this is a particularly good time to look at the trees and um, your gutters, the stuff that you keep outside, have a game plan for it. Um, you know, have an arborist come out if you think that a tree looks a little iffy. Um, we did have the uh, tornado go through Virginia Beach recently. And while that was, you know, a very large tornado and having um, an arborist come out might not have helped some of them um, <laughs> to just take out some homes and some trees. Uh, it's a good thing to have trees looked at because maybe they would have been able to withstand a little bit more. You never know, even when, in the lower grade stuff, um, even just not having a large branch fall off a tree. You know, the branch is dead. The tree's fine. The branch is dead. The branch is over the house. And now you got a hole in your roof. So um if there's anything looking a little iffy, always good to have an arborist come out, look at your trees for you. 
make a game plan for the stuff that's outside. You know, you, I don't want to be the neighbor that's having to chase my trampoline down the street. So how are you going to secure your trampoline? When are you going to take that in? You know, what are you going to do with your outdoor furniture? Look at your gutters, make sure that the gutters aren't, you know, clogged with leaves from the fall, et cetera, so that there's good water flow out of there for your home. Um, and so with that, we also always suggest, you know, people just get prepared. And that's part of why we're here today. Uh, Barb has a wonderful program uh, for those that might need a little bit more assistance. Um, it's the special and functional needs list, and it's run through our Department of Social Services. Uh, it is for those um, that have a functional or special need. And I'm going to let Barb um, <laughs> go into exactly what qualifies for that because she's the expert on the list and exactly what they're looking for. Thanks, Sarah. And I'd be happy to. Um, as Sarah said, it's really important to be prepared and in being prepared, it's, you know, talking to your family members about the things that you might need to do in the case of emergency. And then especially if you are experiencing some type of special or functional needs, that might be mobility. You know, um, are you having to use some kind of device to help you um, to get around? But even um, it could be you know, being hearing impaired or um, you need oxygen on a daily basis, things like that. It's really important to know um, the kinds of things that you might need in case of emergency. Um, we don't always shelter or open a shelter, but in case, you know, the county makes the decision that we need to do that, um, we do maintain and encourage people to sign up for the special and functional needs list. Um, there is something on the website that you can fill it in. Um, we have a coordinator and they will reach out to you, you know, for with for any follow up information. And for those people that are on the list each spring before hurricane season starts in June, um, we send out notices to say that we're going to call you because, you know, we know with all the, the scams and phone calls that you might not be expecting us. So we do send out a letter saying that between a certain time of the year, usually it's in May, um, that we will be contacting you to update the information on the special needs list because we want to make sure that it's accurate. And then if indeed we do need to open shelter, staff from social services will contact you. They'll ask if you need any assistance in, in helping to prepare um, for the emergency. Um, we'll ask if you need transportation um, to the shelter, if that's going to happen, and if there's anything else that, um, that we might assist you with. Um, if indeed you need to come to shelter, we do encourage you to bring somebody with you. Um, the staff at the shelter are social services staff and parks and recreation staff. And so we don't have a medical background. So it's really important that if you do have some need, you know, more than just basic needs that you do bring somebody with you. But if you are interested in um, signing up for the special needs, special and functional needs list, you can call 757-259-3100 and they will connect you with that information. You know, recently, I don't remember where it was, but it was on a webinar that I watched. I think it was last week sometime. And they were talking about an apartment complex that had caught on fire. 
And there were a lot of elderly and folks with special needs, functional and special needs in that complex. And because of the fire, they had to leave, of course, and it was early in the morning. And they left glasses and dentures and hearing aids. And all of that was because they got up and they got out. And so that was part of the recovery was having all of those assisted things that we rely on. I mean, every day, all three of us are sitting here with glasses on. <laughs> and I just, it really struck me with what you were saying, Barb, that, you know, that's one of those things that we have to plan. And, you know, next time you get a new pair of glasses, don't just toss or donate the old frames, keep them someplace else. Maybe right. that's not in your home, but, um, and same thing with, I don't know if you get new dentures or, but new hearing aids or anything mm -hmm. like that to just things to be aware of that absolutely. really should be part of that planning for you. And I just thought and, that was really interesting. And absolutely. And somewhere to, you know, um, keep all of your important information. I know in that situation, it might not have been helpful, but maybe even, you know, um, a lockbox that's fireproof mm -hmm. or, you know, keeping some of those um, important documents at a family member's home, because it really is important to have your prescriptions. And, and um, Renee, as you mentioned, some of those other items like eyeglasses and dentures and, and hearing aids um, in case of emergency. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Sarah, I, I feel like we're talking about shelter and yep. you've not had an opportunity yet to use your normal. Uh, I, I was waiting for it. Good. So go for it. <laughs> So, um, I always like to describe our shelters, uh, you know, people, um, have this perception and maybe they don't anymore. Cause I tell this story every year, but <laughs> I'm going to continue selling it. Cause I just love it that much. Um, people have the perception that if they go to the shelter, uh, it's going to be, you know, a super comfy bed with a pillow and they're going to be served steak and shrimp. You know, um, that's just not the way we go. Like it's, uh, an emergency shelter. We try to, um, uh, work with dietary uh, restrictions to the best that we can. But if you have some sort of dietary restriction, the safer option is to do what Barb said, which is plan, put a little kid away or something, you know, with some of the stuff that you know you can eat um, and bring that with you to the shelter to even supplement what we have. Like if you maybe you're fine with something and you just don't want, uh, you know, five peanut butter and jelly sandwiches over the course of like six days, like that might not be appealing to you. Um, so our shelters are more of a lifeboat than they are a cruise ship. Um, so there is a very good chance that you might not get a cot. We do have lots of cots, but depending on how big the event is, um, you might not get a cot. Uh, there might not be a blanket or a pillow to sleep with. Um, so make sure you bring those sorts of items. I already talked about the food, making sure that, you know, you um, work within your own dietary restrictions. Um, and then also let, uh, you know, when they, when you check in, let DSS staff know about any of those uh, things. And again, we will try to accommodate, but um, in a disaster, you know, sometimes you just have what you have on hand at schools uh, or whatever we're able to get in from a local restaurant or something or a grocery store that's open. Um, that's, you know, we're working with the same sort of materials here that everybody else is. Um, 
so just something to keep in mind. Barb also mentioned uh, the getting prepared and having the kit together. And um, I'd like to go into a little bit of, you know, what you what you should have in that kit that you might want to keep at someone else's house. So it's always good to have the documents, uh, you know, secondary copies of them, or if you want to put them on a thumb drive rather than printing them, that's fine. Uh, also, what I always suggest is walk around your house. Um, if you have a cell phone, I think a lot of people have cell phones now, and literally videotape the inside of your house. Because uh, if something happens to it, you can bring that video to your insurance agent um, and show exactly what you had in that house. Yes, I did have the 80 inch uh, screen TV or no, I didn't have um, my grandma's pearl necklace or whatever it was, you know, um, that you're trying to get reimbursement for after the fact in case stuff's damaged. It just it really it. Um, alleviates a lot of uh, stress and headaches. And um, it's just something, you know, that might take you maybe five to 10 minutes to, you know, do a full circle of each room in your house. Uh, but it, it'll sh save you a lot of headaches on the end if anything ever happens. Another thing that I would like to mention, um, we don't get a whole lot of flooding in James City County. We don't flood like some of our other neighboring jurisdictions, but there are still areas that do flood in James City County. And for those folks that are in a flood zone, and you can go to the county website and find out if you're in a flood zone under your property information. So that's an option. Um, but if you are in a flood zone, uh, it's always good to have flood insurance. Now, the reason why I bring this up now is that it takes a month for it to go into effect. So you can't call if there's a hurricane headed towards us and it's five days out. I mean, you can, but the insurance isn't going to take effect until a month after you do the policy. So um, another good thing to look at is make sure that your insurance um, paperwork, you know, like what you're covered for hasn't changed. Uh, sometimes the insurance companies... Um, put a clause in there about winds and sometimes the hurricane damage is not covered under that due to the wind clause. Um, so just make sure that you look at your insurance information and fully understand exactly what's covered and what's not. And then if you want something else covered, you know, give your local um, insurance agent a call and then fix it now. Now is a good time to do it. I mean, <laughs> You don't, again, you don't want to be doing this stuff like five days before a hurricane is going to hit because everybody's going to be doing stuff five days before a hurricane hits. And I don't know about you, but I get a little flustered when I know I have a deadline somewhere. So the deadline's the hurricane showing up and I might miss some of this stuff um, just because I'm trying to get everything done all at once when I could have started maybe a little bit earlier. And for the flood insurance, I do want to mention because um, General Services did do such a, a great job of um, getting us a uh, class five for our community rating system. So because they were able to get James City County um, into the class five for the community rating system, uh, flood insurance for homeowners in James City County is actually 25% less than what your real cost should be. So that is um, a huge bonus, um, you know, that the county has done for uh, the citizens. Uh, and I just wanted to give a shout out to them um, and make sure that people knew about that. So even if you go somewhere and someone gives you a quote, make sure that that 25% is uh, taken into account because that, that would be super helpful. So one thing that I know that we've had questions about, and 
every time that there's a hurricane anywhere, there's always, mm-hmm. you know, folks that they don't want to leave their dog or mm-hmm. they don't want to leave, you know, something like a pet of some yeah. kind. I Let's talk about that really quick, because I think mm-hmm. that that does involve both of you all. Yes. Are pets allowed in a shelter in James yes. City County? Yes, pets are allowed in shelter. Um, we ask that, you know, they are leashed and have crates. Um, they will be, the animals will be registered just as the individuals as they come in. Um, and there will, there is a space where the part of the, they're in the same building, mm-hmm. um, but they are not, they don't stay in the general population with everybody. Um, if you do happen to bring a pet, we encourage you just like all of the um, materials and things that you need for yourself, please bring that, which would in, include food and things of that nature. Um, and then while you are at the shelter, you are also responsible for the care and feeding of that pet. Um, so, but yes, um, pets are allowed to come to the shelter. Okay. Any restriction on what kind of pets? I mean, if someone has a rabbit or a guinea pig? Nope. Okay. <laughs> they can all we come. Keep, we, keep the, we keep the pets separated. And again, they are in crates, but no, okay. there's no restriction. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I mean, I don't have space for a horse. Oh, um, that's okay. Unless it's like a miniature one. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I know, you know, people sometimes have pigs and like one time in a previous city where I worked, someone brought their pet goat. Uh, you know, we worked it out. Uh, the principal wasn't happy cause it ended up in the principal's office. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> worked it out. Um, so yeah, our goal is to, you know, if we ask you to leave, our goal is to provide as many resources as we can to assist you. If you need those additional resources mm-hmm. now, when I say that we're more than willing to help whoever, but also think about, you know, well, I'm just going to, if you're thinking, well, I'm just going to call the County because I don't want to bother my sister who could also come pick me up. Just keep in mind that maybe someone else doesn't have a sister or a family member that could bring them to the shelter or that they could even go stay with instead of going to the shelter. So just, uh, you know, we do have limited resources. So just keep that in mind. Uh, We don't want to deter people from signing up or coming to a shelter, obviously. But also, um, you know, if you you don't have to rely on us, that's that's also helpful for us because then we can go get more more people that might need some uh, assistance. So. Right. So. And I, and I would just, you know, follow up just to say that, you know, if you are on the special functional needs list, that's going to be a, um, a question that we're going to ask, you know, can someone, you know, um, can someone bring you to the shelter? You know, do you really need to come to the shelter or is there an alternate location in, in which you can go? And, and even with transportation provided, as um, Sarah said, there's no guarantee because it mm-hmm. really does depend on the extent of what's going on and the number of people that might need to be evacuated. But we will make every effort that we can. Absolutely. So I feel like we've talked about preparation. We've talked about getting your yard ready, getting on the special and functional needs list, getting your kits together. Let's talk a little bit about how do people find out? any of this information, if there's, if they're going to have to be evacuated, how would they know that? 
So I, I would actually ask you to answer that, Renee, because that, isn't that what you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, but I, I'm guessing since you're asking us, I'll answer the question. Okay. Um, so people can sign up for jccalert.org. That's probably the easiest way to find out if you're going to need to be evacuated or if you're in an evacuation zone. Um, the it's a program that the county runs where we, no, I, I'm not calling, but we hit a button and a service sends out a wide message to anyone who signed up, um, you know, telling you it could be a whole bunch of different things. It could be you need to evacuate if there's a hazmat spill near you and we need you to shelter in place. It could be that uh, we use it for all sort. We, we can use it for all sorts of disasters. Um and you you decide how you want to be notified. So if you want your home phone to ring and you don't want your cell phone, you can sign up just your home phone. If you want both to ring and you want the cell to ring first and then the and then the home phone and then you want to be texted on the cell after that and then you want an email after that. Like there's uh, multiple different layers and ways for um, us to get a hold of you using um, JCC Alert. Other options are um, the county is very good about putting a massive large banner of some sort across the county webpage um, with any sort of disaster information. Um, I think, I guess I can jump in because it yeah. is not what I do. <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> um, the big thing that I would suggest to folks is if a storm is coming, Please know that we are cranking out information and posting it wherever we can. Because of social media algorithms, just because you follow our page does not mean that you're going to see everything that we post. So if you know a storm is coming, go to our Facebook page. Go to mm -hmm. facebook.com slash James City County, and then you will see everything that we've posted. And we really do. We start as soon as people start talking about a possible hurricane. We're, we're posting, we're preparing for what will we do if we all lose power and we all use, lose internet, where will we put information? Here's a, uh, not, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but we'd put up signs in stores telling folks where to go and what to, you know, they need to bring with them to get water or to whatever services that the county may be offering. We are just, we are getting as much information as we can out but we do need everybody to kind of then meet us at that table and come to where we are. And Sarah mentioned the website, which is a perfect place. We are totally prepared in the case of a big emergency. Everything else on the website will go away temporarily. And we will just focus on, you know, the disaster or the incident and all the stuff to do afterwards, because that's when things are really hard when you've gone for two weeks without electricity or what have you. So mm -hmm. Just know, and I'm going to have at the end of this podcast, a list of all of the places that you can go to get our information. Yeah. So, the other thing that I just yes. wanted to mention is, you know, social services um, and the county in general has lots of partners in the community. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we start doing when we hear that something may be on its way is that we start communicating with those partners, um, community organizations, faith-based community organizations to let them know that this is on the way so that they can inform the citizens that access their services to be prepared. And so that's another way um, of getting that information out um, when you're not doing Facebook or having the alert or, or those kinds of things. Yep. 
Absolutely. That's a very good point. Those community partners are huge, whether it's before a disaster, during a disaster or Or after after. a disaster. Absolutely. Um, You know, the county can't do it all, nor should we. I mean, when there are other really awesome organizations that specialize in things on a day-to-day basis, who could do it, you know, 10 times better than us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really that partnership between everybody that makes, um, I think living in James City County, uh, you know, such a great place um, is because all the organizations, county, local government, you know, local government, um, nonprofits or for profit, everybody seems to get along and really work well together here, whether it's on a day to day basis or whether it's for a disaster. One final thing I think I would share in terms of information is if you are a person that has adult children that Mm -hmm. live out of the area, Mm -hmm. they're going to be worried about you. And so let them know where we're also going to have that information. Because I remember one of the disaster, or it was a hurricane. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of phone calls Mm -hmm. from adults asking about it you know, are their mom and dad, or what do they need? Is there flooding, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So get mm-hmm. them connected. And even me personally, I have an adult son that lives in Orlando. Yep. And so one of the first things I did when I moved down there, or when he moved down there was sign up for Osceola County's social media, just so I can, cause right. I know what they're doing. Absolutely. And, um, and, you know, especially since Mr. He's lived in a hurricane place for years and years, moves to Florida and says it's the same thing. It's like, no, no, it is not. So anyhow, that's a whole nother story. But so that would probably be my last thing that I would plug. Anything else that you two want to talk about? Uh, I do. I've talked about flood zones before, but there's a difference between a flood zone and an evacuation zone. So there are two different maps. You can get access to both of them under the property finder um, on James City County. Um, The know your zone, which you'll hear, you know, coming up here, I'm sure multiple different times over the course of the summer. um, That's your evacuation zone. Know what zone you're in so that if we ask you to evacuate, you can evacuate and you can go, you know, James City County is very lucky that we don't have a whole lot of evacuation zones. So there's a good chunk in the middle um, that, you know, you can go to and go stay at your friend's house or, you know, go stay at family member's house. Um, Because again, you know, (laughs) the shelters are more of a lifeboat and not really um, a cruise ship. So it's not... It's not, I, in my opinion, it's not ideal, you know, I'm, I'm a light sleeper. So if I'm going to be sleeping somewhere, I'm it, with all, you know, just people rustling and people have different, you know, schedules of when they like to be up. I mean, it's, it's just difficult. So for me personally, if I have to evacuate somewhere, I'm going to try and find a friend <laughs> that I can stay with. Absolutely. Anything else, Barb? No, I don't think I don't have anything else. Okay. Oh. I do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I do have one. <laughs> this is going to take, because we all have our, oh, and, and the special and functional needs list. That is not just a hurricane thing, correct? That is correct. That's really for um, um, any, anybody that, that might need assistance. Um, so we encourage you, regardless of whether it's hurricane season or not, to get on that list. Yes. And that list is kept private, correct? It is. I mean, it's confidential. Right. Um, the only people that know the information are the staff who are, are gathering that information and it will be shared with the uh, um, emergency management staff or medical staff if indeed it needs to be used, but it is not shared 
Yeah, I have yet to have a need for it, to be quite okay, honest. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We know the people who know the people. So they yes, just exactly. they take care of yeah. it for us. Okay, yeah. Sarah, you had one final thought? I did have one final thought. Um, so just something to think about when we were talking about power, et cetera, going out. Um, a lot of people use credit cards, debit cards, et cetera. I mean, in fact, some of our larger businesses just went to no cash, Um I know some of the restaurants around here too have also gone to no cash. Uh, so, you know, make sure, I mean, if there's no power, there's no credit card machine. And if there's no power, there are very few, if any, ATMs that are on generators. So you have to wait for the power to get back up and running. So please make sure, you know, that you have a little bit of cash stashed away somewhere in your house or someplace safe. Um, so that if something does come up, um, you do have cash. I don't know of a lot of places that are willing to take checks anymore either. So, you know, just another good reason to have a little bit of cash on hand. Um, and then another thing that FEMA has just, uh, started plugging, um, when I was on their website, I'm like, oh, they finally got there, um, was the charger devices. <laughs> Make sure that you charge your devices because, uh, you know, Renee was talking about Facebook and um, all the other different social media avenues uh, that she can get information out to you. Make sure those devices are charged. You have, you know, a little mini portable charger with you or whatever um, to make sure that uh, you can continue to get information if the power does go out. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, as always, thank you both so much. I, I feel like, and we say this every time, we try to schedule these where we're just meeting up every once in a month or so to talk about this, but we could really do this every day. It could just be a, you know, emergency <laughs> preparedness in James City County. Absolutely. With, with Barb, Sarah, and Renee. Yeah. Um, so anyway, show idea, thinking on it. So, okay. <laughs> so once again, thank you both so much, as always. Thank you for all of the work that you do every day that most folks have no idea about we're a great county and you guys have a whole lot to do with that. So thank, thank you, you very much. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. Also go on our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. While there, you're going to find all of our show ideas as well as a, or show ideas. You'll find a form that you can give us some show ideas. There we go as well as a list of all of our podcasts that we've episodes that we've done. So we can go back in and see how Barb really has been on here multiple times. And <laughs> anyhow, so once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>